beautiful people. Amaziz, your host today. Welcome to the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills in a shorter time. Why does this Telegram channel exist? Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills. Without practical modern skills, it's difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of Ukraine. After interviewing hundreds of interesting Ukrainian people in the Kiev Future podcast, I noticed something. Many guests have great practical skills they are using every day for their success. By giving them the opportunity to share their skills, all Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this volunteer Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. The first type is practical skill workshops. The second, masterclasses by experts. And the third, culture events that enrich the soul. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community, encouragement, and empowerment more than ever. If you are attending this event, then you are someone very special. You truly belong to the Kiev Future Society because we are people who are always developing ourselves. So now it's your turn as you listen. Share this Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate and suggest a topic you can be a speaker for, then send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future. Because when every Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine. That is the mission of the Kiev Future Society. We are changing the world because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And today I'm honored, privileged to have Maria Mikhailova. She's an international communication student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is the national coordinator for Understanding Europe program in the European Youth Parliament, EYP. And she works as a freelancer for CFC Big Ideas, organizing events such as the Davos Energy Week, CEE Government Relations Forum, and the Global Inclusion Online Forum 2021. Maria, I will let you speak now. Thank you for sending me. Thank you for inviting me to speak here and to be present here. I'm really grateful. And uh, so, shall I speak? Yes, you can speak. And can you speak a bit louder? Only because your voice is a bit low. And I'm really looking forward to this episode. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, it's much better. So, uh, so I want to talk about languages and uh, how 
learning languages and my approach to, to learning languages. So uh, I've been learning languages pretty much my whole life. I started with English when I was a kid and it later proceeded to French and German. Uh, for me, one second, one second. The audio, it goes and it comes. Just to make sure, are you near the microphone enough and the internet is good, etc.? Yes, I don't know what's what's wrong. Why why can't you hear me? No, now I hear you, but sometimes some words are not. Please continue because this is exciting. Yes, the German language, say uh, more. For me, it was at first such a miracle that I could say um, even the simple sentence because my parents don't speak English at all. They actually uh, don't know any foreign languages. Uh, I was really proud of even the smallest result I achieved. However, I struggled a lot with forcing myself to learn the uh, topics, poems, and words for dictation. Uh, it required maximum concentration and willpower for me to learn the things I'm not quite interested in. That's why uh, I figured out uh, that I need to find a source of learning language outside from school. Um, I wanted to find some way in which I could combine something I like, enjoy, and uh, the language itself. Uh, years later, I became interested in Western culture. The diversity of life there, uh, the difference between life in Ukraine and the USA just captivated me and enchanted me. Uh, I started watching YouTubers from all over the world. It wasn't quite helpful and efficient for me uh, because I only understood separate words. Uh, there were no subtitles or a script for the video, so I couldn't translate it. And I just listened to the stream of uh, unidentifiable information for me. However, discovering YouTube helped me open the way to something way more effective in terms of language. Uh, it became music. Uh, that's, um, that's when we reach the basis of my method. Almost every person on our planet who has access to internet and technology listens to music. Teenagers are especially likely to belong to a certain fan base or fandom and begin on a particular singer, musician or band. Um, they also typically have a particular song, number of songs, or an entire scene that they play on repeat the whole day. Uh, so I was, I was a crazy fan of Taylor Swift. I knew each of her songs, listened to them the whole day, uh, and as a result, memorized all of them. However, it made me puzzled that I could not understand each and every word and uh, line. Uh, it uh, made the scenes uh, of the song confusing for me, and I could not relate to, uh, to that much. Um, that's when I started looking into the lyrics and their translation in my native language. I easily memorized all of the unknown words and phrases because they gave me the context and perfectly matched uh, the words I already know. Uh, and because I listened to these songs that much, there was no need to sit for long hours and study uh, these words for dictation, uh, like I did in school. Uh, it was fun and uh, helpful simultaneously. Uh, the effect of learning language through schools is usually long-term and it can be seen through a different perspective. Uh, while in school, we uh, learn rather boring and typical words and phrases, uh, songs that dive deeper into the topics of relationships, feelings, and emotions. Uh, all the words, uh, words I learned from Taylor Swift songs when I was 14 
turned out to be uh, extremely useful years later. Besides, songs uh, usually reflect the phrases, expressions, and sometimes even idioms that are widely used in the modern language. Apart from songs, I started reading and watching Taylor's interviews because she has already become my role model by then. Uh, all of it has contributed greatly to my knowledge of English. Uh, this method is also applicable to any other language. For example, right now I study French and German. It was a bit tricky, a bit trickier for me at first to find music uh, in these languages because it is less popular than in English. Uh, but there is still uh, plenty of material to rely upon. Uh, I have found artists I like and sort of and songs I like. Uh, for for French and German, I also use the method of learning by quotes. As there are so many popular, iconic, and legendary people of both French and German origin, uh, and it is a great pleasure to be able to understand the original quotes, not the adapted translation. Consequently, uh, this method uh, is not comprehensive, but it broadens your vocabulary and gives you more space to express your thoughts. Of course, uh, you cannot learn much of vocabulary or much of grammar uh, through this method, but vocabulary, uh, vocabulary is a great basis uh, to shape your thoughts and uh, to, to express your opinion. Uh, and, you know, and grammar is not that important because the native speakers usually don't think much about grammar they use, but vocabulary is uh, really crucial so that other people would understand you uh, and uh, get to know you better. So this was like <laughs> the, the basis of my method. Merci. Alors, tu parles la langue française ou pas? <laughs> oui. Uh, oui. Mais il y a beaucoup de de genres musicaux en français, donc c'est pas difficile de trouver quelque chose de pop pour écouter. Euh, oui, oui, mais euh, j'écoute euh, Stroma et euh, j'écoute Edith Piaf. Euh, oui, c'est formidable. <rire> J'étais <rire> Papa Théo et Edith Piaf. So let's go back to English. Thank you. And the wonderful thing about this is that a lot of people might use flashcards or Anki software, etc., in order to uh, memorize vocabulary. But the problem with it is some words can mean something, but they are only used in specific context. And therefore, someone who might learn through individual cards might come and speak and their sentence will be grammatically correct. But to the person who is a native speaker, they will sound as a foreigner and therefore learning words, whether by reading in context or in songs, like you said, is a wonderful line. Maybe even to me, I remember I had some of my favorite music and I went through the phase where I will listen to one song again and again and again and again until it's super memorized and then i remember when i write essays i will use expressions and words and um, turns of phrases from those songs in particular and i'll think wow this is such a wonderful much much easier way and to make sure do you know things like michel thomas or pimsleur method or assimil uh, no i actually i'm not familiar with such methods perfect okay 
Michel Thomas is really good as a beginner. He gives, he has a really wonderful method, and I believe he has German in the languages that he teaches because it's a he's a from World War II. He was a spy <laughs> in Germany, and he's really cool. He invented the method, but it gives you only the foundations. Pimsleur is something that I use, and in it they give you maybe 90-30 minute CDs where uh, you practice conversations with the speakers in that audio, and it's absolutely wonderful. And Assimil is a French method, and it helps you learn languages through the same way that babies did, by listening. And some people find it boring, other people not, but it uses a way to absorb grammar that comes in from your own uh, natural way of learning. And Maria, what is to you the, you said, yes, your parents don't speak English. What was the origin story of you beginning and deciding to learn languages? To me personally, I find that if you don't learn a language and you travel somewhere, you cannot really feel the authentic life there. You'll be a tourist. And one of my values is intimacy. And therefore, when I learn a language, and I learned five already, it allows me when I go somewhere to be a local, to speak with the people, to form deeper relationships, to not have that awkward experience of people themselves not knowing how to speak because they feel shy about English or didn't master it. So to me, getting a deeper relationship and friendship and authentic experience of countries is the reason why I value language learning. To you, where does that desire come from? Uh, so firstly, English was compulsory in my school. Actually, I think in uh, all Ukrainian schools, uh, some foreign language is uh, compulsory. Uh, English is the most widespread. In some schools, I know uh, French or German uh, or Polish are compulsory. But actually, in uh, the majority of schools, we learn two foreign languages, like in mine. Uh, I learned um, English and French. Uh, but my my own uh, willingness to learn other languages. I came from the uh, realization that um, it is great in terms of uh, work possibilities because my mom always tells me that uh, English is, is bread. If you know any other language like French, German, it is butter on bread. And it sounds really funny, but it is true because, um, because uh, right now a lot of employers uh, look for uh, employees that know foreign languages, that can speak foreign languages. It is a big, big uh, advantage uh, if you speak uh, such languages. Your salary rises uh, and your uh, chance of getting this particular position is uh, significantly higher if you uh, if you speak at least one foreign language. Uh, so right now I'm thinking more about uh, the work opportunities and I really want to start learning um, more exotic language in future like uh, Chinese or Korean or Japanese. Uh, I really like these oriental languages and uh, in my country not really much people, not many people uh, speak such languages because English is kind of really really popular now and uh, 
among youngsters, it's hard, uh, it's hard to find a person who doesn't speak English at all, like even, even the basis or uh, at least uh, like uh, uh, um, at least uh, medium level is hard to find such person. Uh, so I want to learn uh, some language that uh, isn't that popular. Uh, and uh, one more, uh, one more uh, reason for me uh, for learning uh, these languages uh, is uh, they say the more uh, languages you know, uh, the more souls you have, and uh, the more of a person you are. Uh, it is more uh, more a spiritual side of learning languages because the first reason was quite material no money work uh, salary but the second one is more spiritual because um, you you can understand the people of uh, this particular country better uh, you can uh, of course understand their culture you can uh, read books in this language again listen to music watch movies and understand this culture better and it kind of broadens your feeling of the world world and broadens your experience of the world uh, and um, the more languages you know uh, the more you develop uh, the more you develop your um, your perception and your understanding of uh, other countries and of uh, the whole world uh, in our country we have a problem uh, that Soviet Union was uh, quite a closed country and uh, not really many people could uh, travel abroad and it was actually prohibited. So uh, our mentality and uh, our mindset, uh, especially the old generations, I'm talking about old generations now, um, it is quite closed and, uh, you know, they just uh, old people, they don't care about other countries that much because they grew up in a close community. Uh, but, uh, but the younger generations, uh, we want to travel, we want to explore the world, we want to um, get new possibilities of uh, knowing people from other countries. We want uh, to just to be able to understand other cultures and the way they live. Uh, so that's why we learn a lot of foreign languages. And from my own experience, all of my friends like uh, like learning new languages. For example, my friend, uh, she's learning Chinese now, and uh, she says it's very unusual and exotic, and their culture is so different from ours. But that's what uh, catches her, and that's what um, she likes about this language that it is so different. Their culture is so different, and uh, their mentality is so different from ours uh, that it is really interesting to learn Chinese. So uh, I, I admire her a lot and uh, she's kind of my role model because Chinese is it's a very complex language, but she still uh, wakes up every day and she kind of makes herself learn at least, you know, something, at least a few phrases or uh, repeat what she has already learned so she just um, has a strong uh, willpower yes so thank you and why is a strong willpower something that fascinates you i was gonna say a lot of other things but i noticed this because first to get to the institute of international relations that is difficult and even for you to have willpower even without your parents speaking english and you 
finding that the usual teaching methods are slow so you decided to use music and lyrics and find and invent your own way that is more of a willpower a willpower act than anything else so to you what is fascinating about people with strong willpowers uh, I think in our world, in modern society, we have like so many temptations. For example, uh, the yeah, the social media, TikTok right now is really popular. Uh, Instagram, a lot of other things that people find more interesting than actually uh, sitting straight and uh, learning something, memorizing something. So strong willpower is really what catches me in my friends and. Uh, for example, Yaroslava, she has like one of the strongest members I have, uh, I have uh, heard of, known of. Uh, she is able to kind of um, to kind of protect herself from these temptations and do something useful, do something needed, and uh, uh, learn something new or work or do something that is good for her. Uh, health, both mental and physical. Uh, so she's like one, among one of the most productive people I know, if not the most productive, because like the whole her day, uh, almost, okay, almost the whole her day is like useful uh, and it doesn't go nowhere. For example, like my day where like I wake up and then I uh, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, and I I just forget about time, and I forget time even exists because like it follows me, uh, it follows me completely, my phone. But she has the real power to like reject this uh, and to do something useful for her brain, for her body, uh, for her uh, future. So willpower just fascinates me, probably because I don't have it that much. Because when I was a kid, uh, my parents didn't actually force me to do anything and didn't make me do anything like make my bed or like make myself breakfast. So like I was a kid who who was getting like everything done for them, everything prepared for them. So right now I struggle to have that willpower to stand and actually do something. Uh, it sounds like funny and sad at the same time because it is so true and I just don't know how to force myself to do things. And that's why um, I actually found that method uh, with music. It is really, really useful, I know, but um, but I, I kind of... Um, I found out about that method because like I was lazy at the beginning, lazy with uh, lazy about doing everything. So <laughs> I just uh, I need to figure out how to do uh, everything uh, so that uh, so that kind of compensate uh, my absence of willpower. And that's actually the correct way because if you look as thinkers like Peter Drucker, etc. If you try to fix something that is your bad in, you can never be excellent at it. The worst, like the best scenario is you'll be mediocre after a lot of hard work. But if you use what you're strong at and make it even better, 
you can become extraordinary or you will outfox your flaws and that's what you did instead of trying not to be lazy you found an entertaining way and yara please speak what is your secret to willpower and productivity hi hello um my secret to productivity um i try to uh to do everything to achieve my goals and i can't just um leave a day without doing something and i just can't uh, accept the ideas that i uh, lie and binge watch some videos i want to do something productive and it just makes me uh pleased and uh, delighted that i have done something that uh, made uh, some steps towards my goal yes yes actually in psychology and even to me when i see something wrong in the world i refuse to let it be there and in psychology people only change and this is why giving advice to people doesn't work they only change once they reach a point where they're like i don't accept this anymore i refuse only then people are open to advice and to change before that it's wasted and yulia strokan hello can you share your comments about today and what maria said and what yara etc uh, yeah, hello. Uh, well, I would also say that I totally agree with uh, Masha and uh, my parents also um, didn't know um, a different uh, foreign language as well. So I also tried to uh, learn them uh, somehow. Uh, so I believe that everything depends on your uh, desire. So you can do anything you want if you really want to do it. That's very inspirational. And Alexandra Melnik, what is your comment? Let's have fun all together. It's okay. Let's speak with Lara. Lara, what is your comment? I want to say that uh, we have uh, many common characteristics, many common details, and many common opinions uh, regarding to um, motivate, regarding to um, uh, studying languages, and regarding to motivation and i'd like to say that um, personally i think that uh, the uh, the uh, the key that uh, um, let us uh, move further is that we have to find a strong motivation for us not just verbal motivation like oh yeah i really like to do it but we have to find motivation deep inside us and that we can put everything a way that we can switch our phones, that we can switch our, our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and other social media, and just see and do whatever it takes to achieve our goals. Thank you. And it's not as easy as you might it, it say. I mean, I understand Masha because even psychologically, they did studies on this. And it's not only temptation or dopamine and Instagram, it's the feeling of being needed that you are noticed, that you are important, that you're connected, that you matter. And therefore, the fact you can isolate yourself and focus on one thing means you need to reject that need for being liked, validated, connected, and needed, which is really almost like dying because 
it's uh, in prehistoric times. The only people who that happened to are outcasts who are kicked from the tribe and they died because they were alone. And therefore you're fighting millions of years of evolution in order to adapt to the modern world because those rules don't work anymore today. But in, in many ways, I agree with Masha very much that we should find where our spark is and focus on that so that we're entertained by what we do rather than using willpower by itself to force ourselves to do what we don't do but then there is a whole story of the educational system and the problem that it forces students to do things they're not interested in mm -hmm. rather than helping them find what they love and do more to conclude any comments masha please any ending words and this was really great I wanted to uh, take a minute and admire my friends because um, Alera is like, for me, uh, is like the opposite side. Uh, she she motivates me uh, to kind of not overwork myself and to, to take care of myself and uh, to remember that like I am a person who has like emotions, who has like uh some some amount of like power and strength but i should not like uh exceed it like i should not overwork myself and i should remember to take care of myself and treat myself and uh, she helps me prioritize my mental health over like all of other assignments because in the end health both mental and physical it is like the only thing that it is, that is important and not all this like studying and uh, your marks, your grades at university. Uh, Lera just teaches me that it is not that important because in my hands, like earlier, I struggled a lot with like uh, the syndrome of a great student because at school um, I was kind of always um, always uh, striving uh, striving to get the highest grade possible to be the best. Uh, to do, uh, to be rated uh, in the best way, but uh, when when I came to university, everything became much harder uh, because uh, at university the assignments were harder and uh, the the professors uh, were different. Uh, not the professors I have known already at school, and they knew me. They knew that I was smart. Uh, and we kind of developed a, a nice warm relationship. But at university, everything became different and uh, the professors didn't know who, who I was. And uh, still not many of the professors knew, knew who I am. Uh, even though we, we have spent uh, some time together, they have so many students, so just don't blame them. They just kind of don't memorize us. So I struggled a lot uh, in university because I wasn't great. I wasn't getting uh, these high grades uh, that I was used to at school. So I struggled a lot, and uh, Lera was the one who kind of helped me became, become more relaxed about my grades because they don't actually matter. You know, happiness is what matters in life. Good moments, beautiful mo moments are what matters in life. Not your grades and you will forget about them like in some time uh, you will forget about like some of your grades like in a day or two um, maybe others you will forget in a year but 
uh, it doesn't make any difference. Like, consequently, uh, in 10 years, you won't remember any of grades you had. So <laughs> thank you, Lera. I thank you, Lera, as well. And Maria, yes, nobody on their deathbed wished they had better grades or worked longer hours. So to me, I have this, where I consider life really is about energy and receiving and giving in a way that increases the energy around. And therefore, what matters to me at the end of the day is, did I have meaningful moments that I will remember because I believe life is about memories. And yes, I believe we should have more dreams than memories and create more memories. But it's not about the achievement, it's about the journey because it's not about intensity, it's about consistency. So at the end of the day, when I think, did I give my everything to make the world a better place? Did I speak with people who I connect with on a vibe that is special? And did I just feel happy today, the right emotions? Then that's a successful day because there are many miserable people who are successful in the eyes of society. And often those are those people because it's society tells them what success is rather than their heart. And there are a lot of happy people who are just sleeping on the beach, surfing all day. And I don't mean you should be that, but you should do what makes you happy and you can do it for a long, long time in a way that adds value to the world. And therefore, value will return to you in terms of success, but you're not doing it for the success. You're doing it because it feels right. Thank you, Masha.